what would you tell somebody that's looking to maybe increase their fishing time because of, of age? I would say start with your legs first. So what I mean by this is strengthening, strengthening your legs will prolong your life. And not just in terms of the number of years that you live, but the number of healthy years that you live, that, that you're able-bodied. So there was a study that I had the pleasure of sitting in uh, with a physiotherapist, um, and his, his name is blanking on me. I'll find it for you and put it in the show notes. Mm-hmm. But he did this amazing uh, study. That was Jimmy Kim, my personal online trainer and coach. Today, we are remixing it up to help you quickly get started to increase your time on the water. This is episode number 41 of the Wet Fly Swing Fly Fishing Show. Welcome to the Wet Fly Swing Fly Fishing Show, where you discover tips, tricks, and tools from the leading names in fly fishing today. We'll help you on your fly fishing journey with classic stories covering steelhead fishing, fly tying, and much more. How's it going, everyone? Thanks for stopping by the Fly Fishing Show. If you get a minute, head over to wetflyswing.com slash 41 and leave a comment at the bottom of the blog post if you are interested in fitness. In today's episode, I interview Jimmy Kim, my personal online trainer and the guy behind Remix My Fitness. Today, we talk about the most common fly fishing injuries, how to avoid them and treat them, and talk about why I'm learning to do a handstand and why a basic 20-minute routine can make you a better fly fisher. Jimmy gives us a plan to get started this week, and that includes outdoors and talks about why biking and not walking is uh, the most important activity. Don't miss this as Jimmy explains his connection to the governor and why his teachings have helped put Jimmy where he is today. So without further ado, here's Jimmy Kim from RemixMyFitness.com. How's it going, Jimmy? What's going on, Dave? Not much, man. This is uh, this is pretty awesome to uh, be turning the table here and and having you on as as a guest because we're going to get into a little bit of uh, your show and, and stuff like that and how I've been a guest on your show. But uh, yeah, before we get into some of that and you know the details, maybe you can talk a little bit about maybe why we're having this call here on a fly fishing podcast. I'm talking to a fitness expert. And uh, you can go into a little bit on how the whole Remix My Fitness thing uh, came to be. Yeah, sure. So for for all the listeners out there, Dave and I, we Dave's actually part of my podcast, the Remix My Fitness podcast. And he's been doing a live, almost live, uh, fitness coaching call with me every week. And you hear clips of that on on my weekly show. And it just got me thinking, just kind of hearing about your life and the things that you get up to, and I know how much you love fly fishing. I just started a, as I was researching to build programs for you. I was just researching to see what kinds of things you you'd be doing when you're not when you're not training with me. And just I was I was out of curiosity. I was just wondering whether or not you know I'm sure injuries happen in fly fishing, but I was got me curious to see what kinds of injuries, uh, what kind of injuries, common injuries were happening, and. Just from seeing the motion of uh, of the casting, is it called casting, Dave? Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yep, yeah, that's it's called, right. called uh, you know, from casting. I was like, man, I wonder if shoulder injuries and elbow injuries and wrist injuries were prevalent in in your in your hobby in your sport. Mm-hmm. So that led me to ask you, and I, you know, you you said you you never really you never really had any injuries from from fly fishing, but through research. 
I was I was actually on the correct path. A common injury that happens, it looks like, is uh, there there are things that that go wrong with the shoulders, that with the elbows, rotator cuff injuries. Um, I want to almost like say it's called tennis elbow, mm-hmm. what we'll call it fly fishing el- elbow, <laughs> and those were the very common things that happen. And just it's just through like repetitive motion. So I thought, you know, I kind of and I asked you whether you think that'd be something that you'd be useful to you to to learn about, and you know, kind of sparked the idea of getting onto the show. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's awesome because I, although, yeah, I haven't had those types of injuries myself. I was thinking about it too. And yeah, I mean, I've had lots of injuries. Maybe they weren't those, but they were all sorts of things, you know, just with the fitness thing. I mean, I had a kind of a running calf thing and, you know, I've had like a back injury thing that pops up every once in a while. So, I mean, there's all sorts of injuries that can potentially keep you out of you know, fly fishing and doing the stuff you love. So I think, yeah, I mean, today I think we can get into some details on some of these injuries and maybe how to, how to avoid them, how to treat them and just help some of the, you know, the fly fishers out here in the crowd help, uh, you know, everyone kind of maybe just get more time on the water. That'd be, uh, that'd be the goal, I guess. For sure. And, you know, my company's called Remix My Fitness and the philosophy that I have towards fitness is that there is more than one way to train, eat and live. And, I'm I'm from Toronto, Canada, and whereas we don't get as much, I would say, like of, of an outdoor life, and we run into other problems where I think oftentimes people call it sitting, like sitting down, a problem. And as a as someone where you guys are on your on your feet a little bit more, right? Wouldn't you say? Um, well, I mean, I I definitely I mean just fly fishers in general are yeah just getting to location are probably, I'd say, more active than your average person. Right. And you guys run into a whole host of different problems, you know, as opposed to, let's say, the population that that goes around and sits. Because it takes some time for you to go and travel to a location, get your things ready. It's not something that you can just kind of turn on with a switch and everything's already done for you, right? It takes some work. So there's things where I'm, I'm sure you're hunched over your back a little bit more, more often. Um, you're on your feet a little bit more. And that leads to, you know, a, a whole a whole list of other other things that can happen, um, but are all all preventable. Okay, nice. So, so you're saying the the biggest injury is you noted the rota- rotator cuff, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and how would somebody maybe talk about how you might avoid, you know, d- getting that injury, or if you had it, how how you might treat it. Yeah, so the rotator cuff in the rotator cuff is it's separate from your shoulder. It is a part of your shoulder, but it is a very small muscle um, that supports your shoulder, and it's it's something that gets injured quite easily because it's so small. And through repetitive motion, you have a higher chance of of getting of getting injured. So with with any kind of with any kind of smaller muscle, those things are there to help stabilize your larger muscles, in this case, your shoulder, your chest, and your back. And by, by activating the larger muscles and ensuring that those muscles are the ones that are being used instead of, instead of relying on your smaller muscles like your rotator cuff, uh, you'll have a higher chance of, of reducing the injury and hopefully being, uh, having better casts as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so potentially, I mean, that's the other advantage here is that doing some of these exercises, kind of working out, remixing, you know, our fitness, we might be able to actually get a longer cast in just because you're going to have stronger muscles. 
Absolutely, right? It's, uh, I mean, how do you become a better fly fisher or how do you become a better fisher in general or a better fisher? Yeah. How do you become better at fishing? Yeah. It's through, pra- it's through practice, right? It's yep. through repetitive practice. And if you can't go out and practice because your shoulder hurts or your feet hurt or your lower back hurts, then that stops you from getting, that stops you from going out and getting, doing the thing that you love doing, yeah. right? Which then ultimately leads to not improving at that, which hopefully doesn't, but it deters a lot of people from taking that to the, taking that to the next level. And that could be through fly fishing. That could be through, um, you know, just their general fitness, you know, or any, you know, reaching their, reaching their goals. Yeah. What would you tell somebody that sits there and maybe on the younger side is like, yeah, I've never had any injuries. I'm, I'm bulletproof, you know, no, no, no reason for me to, to do any remixing my fitness. What, what, what would you tell them? <laughs> Look, I, you know, it, it's tough to, it's, it's tough to really convince, convince people who just like, you know, I'm, 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 I'm okay with it. You know, I'm, I'm fine. I'm, I'm going to be young forever. But really, I, I would have to say you, you have to take time to invest in yourself. You have to, you have to know that I only have one body, right? Just the same as you would, you would to invest in your retirement plan and mm-hmm. invest into your future. This, Taking care of yourself is investing into your future. I would I would venture to say I bet you most of your listeners out there who love fishing and love fly fishing, they want to do it until the day they die, and yep. they want to be able to do it. So they don't want to just be able to kind of just sit there in the water. They want to they want to function as as they were in their twenties, thirties, or forties. And if, with that goal in mind, our bodies change, our mindsets change, things in hap- things in life happen. And we have to be ready to, to be able to change with that. So putting in the time, doing a little bit of work, you, you don't need a lot. You don't need a lot. I think people who get into the idea that fitness needs to be, you know, this hour long workout where you need to do push ups mm-hmm. and squats and things like that, that is, I think that's a big misconception. Yep. You know, fly fishing is a sport. Fly fishing is a hobby. But most of all, fly fishing is a lifestyle. Right. And for you to live that lifestyle, want to be able to live that lifestyle for a long time, putting in a little bit of work, like 15 minutes, 20 minutes of just some, like something simple as like doing a couple stretches, doing a couple, doing a couple calisthenic movements. You, you don't need a lot. If, you're, if your goal is to be better at better at fly fishing or to live just a generally healthy life, 15, 20 minutes is really all you need. Mm. Yeah, that's a great point. And that's what we've been doing. And I've been loving so much in our our coaching calls is that, you know, the same thing for me. It's like, I'm always like, Oh man, how do I find an hour? You know, I don't like going to the gym really. So that was always a struggle for me. And then, then the time is always a struggle. And, and then you got me in this deal where I'm pretty much, yeah, doing these shorter exercises, 20, 30 minutes or whatever. And I'm, I'm seeing a big benefit and, and, you know, thinking about, you know, for somebody new to this, what would you tell them as far as like maybe an easy plan to get started and can, and how would you, how would you coach somebody? I guess it depends whether they're, you know, 70 or whether they're 30, but if so, somebody listening to this, what would you tell them to, you know, have an easy way to get started doing this? The, the easy way to get started is you got to make sure you find something that you love doing, right? And that's may take a little bit of experimenting, but there's so many different avenues of being fit being physically active. For example, I'll give two examples it, or a couple examples, actually. You can either be somebody that loves to, to go to the weight room and loves, you know, counting reps and, and getting 
you know, using heavier weights. Or you could be somebody that enjoys going out for a run, a short burst run, long run, sprints, whatever, whatever have you, trail runs. That could be someone like you. Or you might be somebody that just loves just going out and playing baseball with, with, the, with the guys and gals, right? Or you love playing soccer or you love playing basketball. Those are all things that, that you can love doing. But why do that if you just hate doing it, right? <laughs> like I, I run into so many people who just, when they, when they hire me, they just think like we're just going to go out there and I'm just going to tell them what to do and, and, then, and then that's it. But I've done that. I've, I've been an I've been in-person trainer and I still am. And I've been an online coach. And I'm going to tell you right now, doing push-ups, squats, I have generally been probably the most unpopular style of exercise. And yet, people, people feel like they need to do it. Hmm. So the first thing, and I think the easiest thing is, if you find something that you actually like doing, that you love doing, like fly fishing, you don't mind that overhead. And what I mean by that overhead is, I don't know how many of you have access to just go to your backyard and, and start casting away. I'm going to probably guess not many. But, for, but it, it, it takes time for you to go out to pack all your things, to go onto the road, to mm-hmm. unpack everything, get set up. That's, that's the overhead of time. Oh, yeah. And you're willing to do that because you love, because you love what you do. You just, you just like it. The same thing with fitness and, and health and physical activity. You have to like what you're doing because it's going to be so much easier in the long run for you to go out and and just go and do it, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think that is the key, finding something. That's kind of what I've done. You've got me doing some donkey kicks, and yeah. uh, I'm starting to work on a, uh, a handstand, which is, which is pretty funny. And it actually, I just started that this week. But um, Right. And, and if that, you were to ask yeah. me, like, what are, what are the practical uses of being able to do a handstand or – you know, donkey kicks and things like that. There are no real practical uses of it. Like there's never in life where you're just going to be like, all right, that because I know how to do a handstand, you know, that's, that's the, that's a game changer. But what I like about the handstand, particularly for you, Dave, is it's something that it's fun to do. Yeah. Uh, I know, first of all, that you can, that we are progressing to do it uh, slowly and safely. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't get you to do it if, if, uh, if I didn't think you could. But with the handstand, you see this progression, right? So right now you're you're not being able to do a handstand at all, to then being comfortable with possibly putting your feet up again on top of a bench, then yep. on a wall, and you see that progression. And with that progression, that there's that challenge portion, which which adds to that fun factor, right? It's fun because it's challenging, and it's measurable. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's true. Definitely measurable. We'll see here what we're looking like in a, in a few weeks. And, uh, yeah, so maybe you could talk a little bit about, um, you know, one of, I know one of your favorite guys and a guy that I enjoy watching probably, but most people have heard of the, uh, you know, the governor, the governor out there. What, uh, you know, how can, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, maybe you can tell me a little bit about what you're, you're feeling with him and then how, how he might, his, his teachings, how they might help some of the people listening here. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Arnold is, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, the governor. He's, uh, you know, he's my hero here. Uh, he was uh, somebody that I grew up. I was a really overweight kid. And whenever I you know, also used to open a magazine, he'd be in there, you know, and he'd be telling you to work out. But if you look back at any of his literature that or any article in his magazine, 
you can read the enthusiasm in it in it you know you could see when he when he does an interview how much he loves exercise how much he loves physical activity but he wasn't just doing bodybuilding workouts he wasn't just in the weight room in fact he was doing probably the earliest form of crossfit out there hmm. by by dare dare say something like that you mm -hmm. know he was mixing in you know he was taking ballet lessons to help improve his his posing Hmm. He was going out for for runs with his other with his other bodybuilding partners because they believe he was one of the one of the few people that believed that you should do cardiovascular cardiovascular exercise as on top of doing um, all that bodybuilding training. He was somebody that advocates for just doing any kind of phys physical activity, uh, you know, and trying to trying to really find something that you, that you love doing. Hmm. So. And on top of that, he was in all those cool movies. So oh, yeah. he was for me. He was he was just everywhere. And at that at that ripe age of, I think it was you know anywhere between like eight to twelve. I don't know how I can't remember when when Running Man came out, but that oh, was yeah. one of my favorite movies. And uh, you know just that he had the he had the look. Um, he wasn't like this incredibly good looking guy, but all the guys wanted to be him. All the ladies loved him, yeah. and he was in these blockbuster movies. He was just to me, he was everywhere. And yeah. if you Occasionally, he comes on Reddit still, and oh, yeah. he, he has this thing called like "Ask Arnold Anything," huh. and I don't know if he's actually him that's typing it, but it definitely sounds like him. He must be, you know, he must be he must be just dictating. Someone must be typing it, but you know, it reads that, and um, he gives he just gives legitimate, really good advice. You know, not this like cookie cutter. Yeah, you know, you need to have a six pack. You need to have this, you know, this amazing chest to to be to be fit. So he's played a, a played a huge, a huge influence my influence in in my life and in training. Mm. One of the big takeaways I would say is he he's ha he coins this or he says this is called you have to shock your muscles. Mm -hmm. That is the only way to produce change to produce produce go growth. And I think that goes with with anything with anything when it comes to fitness. And I imagine even fly fishing. Maybe it's not you're shocking the muscles, but if something's not working for you or if you've stayed stagnant in a certain position, it's time to change. It's time to try something different. And I'm sure there's only a few different ways to to cast and, and I'm, I'm, I may be wrong. And there's a few different ways to to tie your to tie your fly to tie your fly fishing. Uh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Here, Dave. yeah. Yeah. No, uh, there there are there's actually a number of different ways. There's some different styles of casting. There's there's quite a few and there's there's definitely some diversity sure. in there. Would you yeah. say that there's 20, 10 ways? Uh, of casting, yeah, not casting. Uh, tying, tying the, the T tying your fly on, tying your fly on, and tying your knit knots. Oh yeah, yeah. There's, uh, I'd say there's, you know, there's hundreds of ways, hundreds of ways. Well, right? to, to tie knots and tie your leader together and tie drop not dropper knots and yeah, I mean, there's right. hundreds of ways. And there's hundreds of ways to to work out, right? But you have to go out there and find find your own, find your that find that one that one that works for you, but. You, you can't just rely that that one thing is going to work for you for the rest of your life, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe for now, tying that way and casting that way works great and you're doing amazing. But maybe your body changes or maybe you're, something in your mind just changes that makes you that, – that stops the growth and maybe stops the fun out of it. So you think, well, what if I tie it this way? Yeah. Or what if I cast it this way? Totally. And that – and those things, those are the things that I would I would consider the same as shocking your muscles. Gotcha. Shocking your 
shocking just your your system to be like, all right, I'm going to try something different. Will either make it better, or make it worse, but at least you know something about it. That's totally true. Yeah, and that's that's kind of the we talk a lot on here about spay casting, which is a big. Oh, it's a uh, very popular for steelhead fishing and other type of fishing, but um, yeah, it's. I think a lot of people get into it because they just want to try something new and it's fun, and they've already done the the normal overhead casting, and uh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So it goes into the the shock in your muscles trying something new. I, um, you know, I was thinking bringing it back to you know maybe one of the somebody listening out here, you know, um, if they were. You know, again, they haven't, maybe they've been doing a lot of fishing, but, um, they haven't got into a fitness program. What would you tell them? Say, you know, say they love golf or something like that. What, what would be the, like something to give them like this week to get a start on kind of some sort of a, a fitness plan? What, what would you tell them to just like actually have something and get going on it? Sure. So I'll, I won't, I won't talk about golf, um, but I will talk about fly fishing. Yeah. Which is, I think, the easiest way to do it is to incorporate fitness and physical activity towards the thing that you like doing. So, getting into a habit um, before you you have that first cast, or maybe after at the end at the end of the at the end of your session, to work on stretches, to work on dynamic stretches, to work on in in this case in 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 terms of fly fishing. Uh, work on calisthenics would probably be the easiest easiest way. So okay. if I can relate this back to the, the the injury here. So for for fly fishing, like I was mentioning, the rotator cuff injury and the tennis elbow are the two big ones. So doing something, uh, taking taking just a little bit of time to do. Um, I'm just blanking here for a sec. To do a little yeah. bit of time to do, let's say, like scapular push-ups. Mm. or uh, to doing rows, okay? Yeah. So scapular push-ups, they are a style of push-up where you're either in a push-up position or you're on your knees doing, let's say, um, uh, assisted push-ups. But instead of bending your elbows, you're going to try to touch your chest or try to point your chest all the way down to the floor, and you'll notice that your the muscles in your back will squeeze together. So the way I like to imagine this is you want your hands are on the floor, you're trying to do a push-up, but your arms, your, arm, your elbows are almost locked, and I'm trying to squeeze this ball or this, you know, this orange in between my my upper back. So you can actually do this without even being on the floor if you just extend your hands all the way out in front of your chest and you retract your shoulders back and you pretend that you have a ball or or a piece of fruit there. You're trying to squeeze, mm. and then you try to push out, mm -hmm. and you squeeze and you push out. What that's doing is that's help helping to activate the larger muscles. In this case, uh, the muscles in your upper back and uh, the muscles in the back of your shoulder. So that, that to me is a very easy one to do. So you can start standing, then you can start onto your hands and knees as a progression. And then you can, to you can be totally on your hands and toes and trying to do the same thing. And you'll notice that each progression gets harder and harder and harder mm -hmm. to do. And as long as you can maintain your focus and you can really feel that your muscles are working, then, then, uh, then you know you're on the right track. Okay. Another thing that I would do that I would like to add is um, probably the secondary or the third thing that, that maybe fly fishers uh, will get or just in the general population is, is lower back pain. Yeah. So lower back pain is something common that I get um, and people ask me, can you give me lower back exercises to do? Um, and I always ask why and they say, I have lower back pain. I want to strengthen my lower back. 
But your lower back is like any other muscle, which is it's if your lower back hurts and if it's not like a pain where if I if I say does it feel like someone's stabbing you in the back with a sharp knife or poking you with a fork? If it's not that, then generally, okay, generally it can be just your muscle is fatigued. Your your back is no no different than any other muscle. If you've been on your feet for an extended period of time, any load that you have in front of you, let's say you have a maybe a little bit of a larger stomach, or maybe you round your shoulders a little bit more forward, that puts more load on your back, which then will fatigue your back. Mm-hmm. If you've been sitting for a long time, you have your head, your shoulders sitting on top, sitting on top of your back for an extended period of time. So and for any any of those two things that are prolonged, you have that load. So then your lower back gets tired. It's no different than doing bicep curls. You can only do so many bicep curls after a while. So why would you go and do more bicep curls if your biceps hurt, right? And why would you go and do lower back exercises if your lower back hurts? To me, that never made any sense. But what you can do is you can strengthen the other areas that help your lower back to hold you up. Mm -hmm. And in this case, it'd be our legs. It'd be our legs, it'd be our glutes, and it'd be our hips. And another move from there that I would probably do would be just the basic bodyweight squat. So a squat where is where I will squat all the way down as if I'm sitting on a chair. So my, my butt will try to hit the floor first, and then my hips will hinge back, and then uh, my, my knees will bend. That's the order. So I, hinge, I sit back, my, hip, my hips hinge back, and then I start to bend my knees. And from here, I take a little bit of time to focus and I try to really push into the floor with my heels. And if you're not sure, you can even just kind of lift your toes off the floor yeah, and you yeah. want to push up. And what I'm hoping that you'll get out of that is you'll feel the connection between the difference between when you push into your heels, you should feel almost that your, your butt, your glutes are working first. And then as you come up from the squat, you feel, your, you feel the front of your legs uh, second. And that to me tells me that you are doing the squat right and that you're using the right muscles. So by strengthening your glutes, by strengthening your hips, when you are standing now, those things are now taking the load off your back. And I would, I would almost bet money on, on almost everybody that I've trained with that said, give me some lower back exercises. And I said, hey, why don't we just start by doing some squats? Yeah. They, it, almost, it, almost cures, it almost cures yeah. their lower back injury. That's cool. So that's yeah. cool. That's uh, yeah, probably something I should be getting into. Well, I've been doing that as part of uh, your program too, right? Um, and the th- and if I can just say one more, yeah, the, the third and final move that I would add, just to <clears throat> just to kind of pull these all together. So we have one upper when well, we have one upper body movement, we have one lower body movement, and we now we now need one core movement. Mm. And when people think of core, I think they think of their their abs or their six pack. Yep. But your core is actually is is actually made up of three things. Your core is made up of your uh, your abs, your abdominals. It's made up of, of your lower back, and it's made up of your hips. That is the center of your body. And there's actually just one easy move to to get all those together, which is by doing something called a body weight plank. And that is where your hands and your elbows are on the floor, and you're on your toes, and you're trying to balance yourself like a tabletop. And you know you're doing a good plank because if I if you if you put a ball on on to, on in between those shoulder blades, those same shoulder blades that uh, you were doing with your scapula push up, 
your goal would be that that ball wouldn't roll that will roll down all the way to your butt or onto the oh, floor. Wow. That you can keep that you can keep that stable. Yeah, now I know it's cool. a little bit hard to get a little ball out there, but you can you can do something like something uh, you know something like a book or just anything. Yeah. Huh. You just you can record yourself, take a picture, and if you see yourself on a slant, that means um, that means that you're relying more on your upper body to hold yourself up. And if you see the opposite, where your your butt is in the air instead of being in being in a straight line, that's an indication that you're using your legs to hold you up a little bit more. Mm. So the goal would be to have a nice flat tabletop where a ball or a book wouldn't slide off. Yeah, that's good. That's I'll have to remember that. Yeah, that's the scapular push up. That's the body weight squat, and um, and the plank. And you don't need to do these like you don't need to do a whole bunch of them, especially in the beginning. This is good. I'm, we're, I'm hoping that you're going to make this into a little bit of a routine before you start fishing. Like, do you do you have a routine yourself right now, Dave? Yeah. Well, that, I had a couple of comments there. So um, right now, I that's one of the. I mean, I think all, everybody's different, but for me on the river, I don't typically, you know, see myself, um, you know, going up and doing my pre-exercises before I go out and fish, and then after I'm done doing my post-exercises, it's more like you know, get out there and fish. Then when you're done, you might crack a beard, <laughs> go sit on the, <laughs> go sit on the launch. I mean, maybe people are different out there, but I think that, um, you know, one thing that would be cool for me and it's what I'm doing is doing the pre prep during the work week. Right. So I'm doing all these exercises to be, so when I get on the river, I can just fish, you know what I mean? Like in some of this time you're going to be out there like steelhead fishing, you know, I mean, we're crazy, you know, it's like zero degrees and you're out there and you're, guide your rods freezing and you're trying to catch fish and uh so there i i you know again i don't know if i would be doing a lot of pre-exercises um, but you know i mean it is i'm sure people would and, and maybe if i thought more about it i would change too but that that's just something i i kind of think about yeah and then i think that's that that is also totally fair right it if if you if that's not like something that like you you want to go do let's say I'm going to say fly fishing is this enjoyable experience that, that you want to go do. And if you, if you think that, oh, you know, exercise, these exercise moves are going to hinder my enjoyment, you're probably not going to do it. Yep. Right. But if you, if like yourself, you're thinking, okay, I know in the work week I can, I can squeeze in five minutes, seven minutes, 10 minutes, whatever it may be. Um, I think that that will play, that will play into, into the investment portion of of when you go out to fly fish, yeah, to help reduce those injuries because you you'll be so much more aware of your body. Yep. No, it especially makes those sense. first couple of days when you're super sore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you'll be like, where where do these muscles come from? <laughs> Why do I feel this? That's right. Huh. No, I think it's good. I think everybody will have their own take. And if somebody wanted to get a uh, a start on this. I, I was going to leave, uh, for this episode at, uh, wetflyswing.com slash, uh, Jimmy is going to be the, uh, uh, the show notes and I'll have some links to maybe connect to my workout, what we've been doing. And, uh, somebody can, you know, if they want to check that out, maybe they could just grab that and start doing some of the stuff I've been doing. Or, sure. Dave. And what, you know, yeah. what else, you know, what else I'll do? And this is, how about this? I have this, um, I call this like the seven minute maintenance workout that mm-hmm. I provide to some of my uh, beginner beginner clients that I coach. Um, that's not, it's not available on YouTube but, or anything like that, but how about I forward it to you? And what it is, it's, it's seven minutes. It's a follow-along video. 
um, where you do a couple dynamic stretches and then we do some of the moves that I just mentioned, the squat, the plank, and I go through the variation and I provide instruction for it. So if you want, I can, I can forward that to you. You can put, you can post that on your, on cool. your site and make that available for your listeners. Yeah, great. Yeah. I'll, I'll put that uh, link in the show notes at the, at the top of the page for people to check out. That's awesome. Okay, sweet. So yeah, we've, uh, I think we've got people thinking about, you know, obviously there's benefits to doing this. What would you say are, you know, I mean, obviously there's a bunch of different things to, you know, fitness, nutrition, things like that. What, what are, are there a couple of just general tips that you tell your, your clients or those that are interested in getting more fit? Mm -hmm. It, it, it starts with, with providing or, or with making honest goals for yourself. So what is an honest goal? An honest goal is something that one is measurable, something that you can measure. And two, that is challenging, that will actually make you work towards it and won't be something that's easy. And three, as I mentioned, is something that has to be actually fun for you to do, something that you can't dread doing, because if you dread doing it, then you won't do it. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm hesitant to say this, but I'll, I'll say it, which is I don't think weight loss is a goal that um, most people want. And I've, I would say 90% of the people that come see me is because they are here, they want to lose some weight or they want hmm. to target cer- certain regions and they want to, to look a certain way. But the success rate of going in there knowing that that you want to lose weight, it's the result, the, the, um, the stats to the stats of people that actually do is very low, including myself. I used to be overweight for majority of my life. And every time I made weight loss, a goal, the weight loss, the reason for me to go to the gym or reason for me to go and do martial arts, it was, it made it a really unhappy experience. Hmm. And the moment that I changed was when I said, I'm going to not step on the scale anymore and I want to assess what it is that I, what is it that I want out of this? Do I, do I even want to lose weight? And I did. I did want to lose weight. But I was also thinking, do I, do I even like going to the gym? Do I like going to the dojo and hmm. getting beat up by, you know, by other boxers or by other jiu-jitsu practitioners? And the answer was yes, yes, <laughs> I did, as, as, as silly as that sounds. But what, what made me dread the experience was, was – like, okay, if I go to the gym three times a week and if I do jujitsu like two times a week, that's five workouts, then I should be able to lose two to three pounds. That's, that was my mentality going in there. Hmm. And it made me not want to do it. Yeah. So the moment I, I stopped stepping on the scale, assessed what I wanted to do and said, do I like doing these things? And I said, yes. Then I just, I just threw that, that weight loss goal kind of just over my shoulder. And what I found was, just started going more often and as go as I was going more often I started eating better and as I was eating better then I started losing weight it, it was almost two years later before I stepped back onto the scale and I realized I had lost 70 pounds Jeez. and the funny thing was I didn't really care right the only reason why I stepped on the scale in the first place was because I had to compete and I just I wanted to know what weight class I wanted to compete and I, I stepped on I was like 70 pounds I was like wow that's great hmm <laughs> And I knew I was losing weight, but it just, and people were asking me, it just, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't really care to know anymore. 
And that I would say is the same thing that I would, I would tell people who, whose goal is to lose weight. I think that is definitely a measurable goal. But if that is your only measurement of success, the chances of you, chances of you succeeding are yep. probably very low because I think everybody knows how to lose weight. The formula is very simple. You eat less and you move more. Mm-hmm. But why aren't you eating less and why aren't you moving more? Those are the real questions to ask. Yeah. That's a yeah, great So setting great the point. setting the goals, yeah, and coming up with something measurable, something challenging, and something fun for you, I think are the most important. It's not about the exercises or the routine or the diet. All those things will come as long as you know what you're doing, what you're doing it for. Yeah. No, that's that's awesome. And I was just kind of thinking about my my dad a little bit. He I had him on the show in episode thirty one. And, uh, you know, for those that don't know, he's basically fly fishing has been his life for pretty much his whole life. And it was cool because he was telling the story about my grandpa who taught him how to fly fish. And he was making this comparison between himself because he's going to be 80 this year. And he was talking about how he remembers his dad when he was about the same age and started to slow down and couldn't get out and wade as much into the riffle or into the waters to fish. And I, I, I've seen it in my dad the last 10 or 15 years where, you know, he's just slowed down, you know, he's just getting older. What would you tell somebody who's in that range, maybe seventies, you know, sixties, seventies, eighties, and they're seeing themselves really slow down and, uh, you know, something they can do to, to maybe is easy. And just, you know, noting on my dad, he, he started, he noted on the show that he, he bikes every day and, um, I'm sure he just bikes for a few minutes around the neighborhood, but what would you tell somebody that's looking to maybe increase their fishing time because of, of age? I would say start with your legs first. So what I mean by this is strengthening, strengthening your legs will prolong your life. And not just in terms of the number of years that you live, but the number of healthy years that you live, that, that you're able-bodied. So there was a study that I had the pleasure of sitting in uh, with a physiotherapist. Um, and his, his name is blanking on me. I'll find it for you and put it in the show notes. Mm-hmm. But he did this amazing... A study on, um, on at, at an old folks home. And in that study, what they did was they noticed that the moment that somebody went in, somebody started sitting in a wheelchair, yep. their, their life started to deteriorate. Their physical health, their mental health uh, just started to deteriorate at a rapid rate. Mm-hmm. And do you know what the number one what the number one reason for for death is in in an old folks home? Um, falling out of a wheelchair. Uh, oh, not oh, not falling <laughs> out of a wheelchair, but you're but you're close. Yeah, right? really. From, it, it is from falling. Oh, so, yeah. two reasons why they fall: one, they don't have any strength in their legs, and two, yeah. uh, from tripping. Right. So, and they trip because they lose their coordination, and then they yeah. don't have the strength in their legs to help themselves. Totally. Up. So they took um, they took pieces of muscle fiber out of these out of cadavers from people whose um, people whose uh, who lived healthy lives, and they noticed the two things: one, they weren't in wheelchairs, and two, they they practiced physical activity, and their the muscle fibers in their legs were just as healthy as somebody in their fifties, hmm. and. I think biking biking is a really great a great form of exercise. Mm-hmm. I think a misconception is that a lot of walking helps strengthen the legs, but that is actually not the case. Oh no, kidding! Yeah, walking is huh. not really a 
mm, not really a leg exercise. It is a cardiovascular exercise. And sure, you're using some of your legs to help you, but you're not yeah. going through the full range of motion. So, what about is, running? Uh, what about running versus biking? Run, running is a little bit better. Running is a little bit better because more than likely you're probably going through uh, different, uh, let's say, hills and dips and things like that. But the same thing: the running, the soreness from running, let's say, five um, k, and the soreness from doing thirty, forty squats are very different. Yeah, are very different. You'll feel that in in the bulk of your leg. You'll feel that in the bulk of your glutes and your hips. So those are the things that. Um, I mean that, that's, that's the difference yeah. running is it doesn't put you through the full range of motion of your entire body, which, right? If you, which if, biking if you notice, yeah. bike, biking definitely, definitely will, will help. Definitely will help. So if you're in your sixties, seventies, look, if you're in your twenties, you know, invest in yourself. It's, it's not too late. You, you can still put things away, um, for your future. And the number one thing that I would say would be to do squats. Any type of leg, any type of leg exercise where you're having to bend from the knees and all the way up, and it, it could be something as simple as sitting on a chair, standing up, sitting on a chair, standing up, hmm. and you don't need a lot—10, yeah. 20 a day. No kidding. It's, it's something like, yeah. I mean, for me, I get it. I have a routine of doing. I start with a hundred, and now I do two hundred squats every day. Yeah. That's awesome. And the, the great thing about that is that I mean, somebody sitting there at home or in their office can do that right now. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But then why, why don't they do that? That's a, that's a huge question, right? It's, well, it's the, why, why don't, why wouldn't they squat? They, they know this. I, I think, yeah. I think the general population, we all know that physical activity by doing some squats, by doing some push ups, would, would go a long way, but why we don't do it again, it goes all the way back to our goal here. What, what is your goal in your case? If I can share your goal with everybody, Yours is you, you want to be able to fish and you want to be able to work until you're a hundred years old. At least, at least I, at least. I would take, I go for one ten too, but I'll stick with a hundred. When you find the fountain of youth, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> I want in, I want in. Yeah. But yeah, with that kind of goal, you have to start thinking about, you know, day for you. Sorry, I'm in, I'm in a gym with this. We were, oh, it's all, it's all good, time. man. It's all part of the, it's, yeah. it sounds great. <laughs> so we, for you, you, you're looking at frequency, right? Frequency of training is a little bit different than going out there and having, let's say, something like the, like a specific goal of I want to go run a marathon, right? Yeah. You're not going to run a marathon or you can run, run a marathon until your hundreds, but it's not something that you can do every day. It's not something that you can go and do every week, right, for the average person. Yep. So you fish how many times a week, Dave? Uh, it depends on the, um, the season and stuff like that. But, um, you know, we're coming up into my summer steelhead time and well, I guess if it's summer or winter time, but, um, I don't know, I, I guess try to get out, you know, a few times a week, mm-hmm. you know, if possible, sometimes I go and I don't get out at all during the week, you know, but, um, is there I, ever like months that go by that you don't, that you don't fish? Uh, I, no, I try not to. I, mean, I try to avoid those things. I mean, there has been situations where that has occurred mm-hmm. and for various reasons, but, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I guess that would be one thing is, yeah, try not to let it go that far. Right. Have there, has there ever been years that have gone by without you fishing? No, no, never, right. never, never years. And I don't even, maybe there hasn't been months. Um, I'm not even sure. I mean, there's been, I always look back at my time when I fished the most and, you know, it was probably before I was, you know, had kids and all that stuff. And yeah, I mean, there was times where I was fishing every day. I'm sure some people are like that. 
but uh, no, never years. Right. And, you know, what if I were to tell you that, you know, for the next five years you can't fish because you're, you know, your lower back hurts or because you, you have a rotator cuff injury. Exactly. That'd be, that'd be not yep. just so tough on you physically, but that'd be so tough on you mentally as well, totally. right? Because this is, this is something that you love doing. And yeah. I've, I've fished a couple times myself, but it's, oh, I've only fished a couple times myself, but I find it very um, good for my soul, yeah. if I could say that. You mm-hmm. know, it's, I'm out there in the water. Generally, it's just myself, maybe my wife and some friends, and it's not like we're, we're chatting away like, chatting away or anything sometimes there's just long spans of just quiet yep and it's 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 amazing i find it always amazing from my mind and imagine for someone like yourself who and for your listeners who are out there who who do it frequently that is a that is a good chunk of alone time and a good chunk of you time Mm -hmm. that you get right and which is probably why you go out there so frequently yeah if you can't if you can't go out and do that then that's that's rough and if you if you can't go and do it the way that you want to go do it that's that's also is almost almost as bad as as not going at all, right? Yeah. If you have you ever cast with your other with your other arm before? Yeah, you know what I I have, but I've never got into it, you know, and done mm-hmm. it as much as I should. I mean, I think with spade casting, you do a little more of that, but no, I not really. Hmm. So with 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 that being said, like let's say you had a rotator cuff injury oh, yeah. with your right hand and you had to go and spay with your left, would would you would you go out to would you then go out? Um well with spay with spay I think you still could switch it up per, uh, well most people that uh well that's a tip on the spay casting you you should probably be able to do with both hands on mm-hmm. you know changing it up but um with typical just overhand casting typically yeah people I don't think use both hands so it'd be I I could do it and you know the cast wouldn't be great, but yeah, it would uh, it would take a lot of time to get proficient and becoming a, a good fly caster, right? So you we would, I mean the the goal the goal for you is always to to be as healthy as you as you can so that you can go out and you can do what you love doing um, consistently, mm-hmm. right? So um, you have that because you have that goal. Your your current workouts are designed so that. You don't have to, you don't have to train your butt off for an hour, an hour and a half, right? Yeah. We can go back to your workouts. It's, it's like 15, 20 minutes, just the you know maintenance workout. Plus, we, you know, I know, I know about your lifestyle. You, you live a generally active life. Yeah. Um, I would say more so than the most of the people that that I coach and train. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think those are all. I was trying to think of a. A follow-up point on some of that stuff but i think that's just the the general thing is whether you're 20 or 50 or 70 bottom line is like you said we want to keep fishing so the best way to assure that happens is that you don't get injured and you know we've got to kind of work out i mean that's that's the bottom line and yeah and and i i tried not to say work out so much yeah. because it has that idea of of push-ups squats yeah, and, you know totally. things like that I'll, I'll say this though doing push-up squats and you know um, planks or going to the weight room and pushing weights maybe that is not fun for a lot of people but i will say that is the um most efficient way to train your body so if, if you're okay. looking to do something 
uh, and you say, okay, look, I only have 15 minutes, I only have 20 minutes, you're going to get your best bang for your buck by doing bodyweight workouts, by doing calisthenics, um, by going into the weight room. You'll get your best bang for your buck for the muscle parts that you're trying to, to work on. It is the most efficient way, but I also realize that it can also be maybe the most like it can be boring for for some for some people. Yeah. So I I like to coin not like to coin, but I like to say uh, physical activity. So finding yeah. some sort of physical that's activity great, to help you. Yeah, that's to better. help you uh, reach your goals. I like that. Yeah, that's definitely good. Because because physical activity could be running, it could be playing sports, it could be, you know, physical activity is anything that will get your heart pumping your muscles moving and your mind working. Yeah. That's great. I, uh, yeah, I was thinking a little bit on the, uh, the nutrition side and again, thinking about, you know, what we're putting in our bodies obviously is as important as anything. What, um, you know, what do you tell someone new that you're talking to? You know, I guess you probably don't get in the, into that right away, but what sort of advice would you give to somebody who, you know, we're not talking about, necessarily eating mcdonald's sort of thing but you know just a way to get a start on kind of being healthier and living longer mm -hmm. well first uh you know i love mcdonald's so. yeah me too <laughs> <laughs> my yeah. kids love it too you That's know right. it's uh I, I don't know mcdonald's has a also like maybe like arnold has like a, like a little sweet spot or something that, that i grew up yeah grew up eating quite a bit so uh i don't eat i definitely don't eat as much now but it, yeah. it, it gives me that nostalgic feeling but you know, the the first thing, again, if, I know I sound maybe like a little bit of a broken record, but what your goals are, right? You have to know what your goals are. So is it, uh, you know, are you, are you looking to, to lose weight? Is that, is that yeah. some, is that a, a well, part say of your goal, you, say your goal is, yeah, you just want to be the, you know, you just want to make sure that you're going to try to stay injury free and mm -hmm. do your best to feel good, you know, like maybe you are going to have a few beers out there on the trip and, uh, you know, you want to just put the other good stuff in your body that maybe counteracts some of the, some of your th mm -hmm. things you do on the river. Okay. So you're looking at something a little bit more, uh, on the maintenance side of things, right? Yeah. Yeah. Maintaining. So yep. you, we have to understand what calories are and calories, calories are units of energy. So, Everyone's a little bit different, but generally, the number of calories you're consuming will determine the the weight that you are, or the way the way you currently look right now. Mm. So, um, for example, I'll let, I'll, it's just easy: a, a hundred pound person, the number of calories that they need to consume will generally be anywhere between one thousand to eleven 1 hundred calories, mm. and they will not gain any weight. They generally won't gain gain any weight. Or lose any weight. Okay, mm -hmm. if they want to lose, start to lose weight, then obviously they need to reduce their calories through exercise or through fitness. And if they want to gain weight and gain muscle, then they need to consume more calories. So one, knowing what your caloric intake, what your current caloric intake is, is probably the starting point mm -hmm. where I would where I would take. So you take your current weight and you multiply that by ten will give you the weight that you need to currently maintain your current weight and without changing anything else in your lifestyle. If you're living your current life right now yeah. and you weigh 150 pounds, that's 1,500 calories that you need to consume from mm. there. So from there, we have the 1,500 calories. Then we look at something called your macros, your macronutrients. 
And your macronutrients are what's called your protein, your carbs, and your fat. So again, going back to that 100-pound person, out of the 1,000 calories, how many of those calories are protein? How many of those calories are carbs? And how many of those calories are fats? What is the makeup of that? Would be the second thing that, that you want to probably go and look at. Because if out of the 1,000 calories, out of the 1,000 calories, you're, a lot of that, let's say, I'll, I'll just use carbohydrates. So that's your breads, your pastas, mm-hmm. your rice. If those, if those generally make up majority of your, of your calories, that would then presume for you to be a what's called a high sugar diet because essentially that's what carbohydrates are. And that's fine. Um, and, but what will happen is you will probably have a little bit more spikes in your energy level, right? You'll, you'll maybe have that feeling of being hangry a little bit easier yep. than, than maybe let's say the general other, other people who are on the other, on the other spectrum of the high protein, and the high fat diets. And that's because, um, that's because it's, it's, it's no different than you're in, you know, a kid having a, a, a piece of candy. They're going to have this sudden surge and then they're going to have this crash, right? And breads and pastas and things like that will give us that surge when we need it. And then when we crash, what happens? We get hangry. And when we get hangry, <laughs> we, need, we need to eat something, right? Totally. And that starts that cycle all over again, Yeah. right? And that's, to that's me, me. that's that you, <laughs> right? And you, you probably have like a granola bar, like, a, like an energy bar, bar right? Yeah. That's, nuts and, that's, that's nuts and seeds. That's in nuts and seeds, yeah. Which are uh, uh, carbohydrates, but also also high Sugar. fat. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, nuts and seeds. So that, to me, I have generally found being higher in carbohydrates, having a higher carbohydrate diet, plus eating protein, plus having your fats, generally does not make a great combination. Mm because you're you're more than more often than not you're over consuming. Yeah, and that's that's me too because I remember we did my thing and I think I hit 2500 calories mm-hmm. one one of the weeks or right. one of the days. And you're not somebody that would that should be consuming 2500 calories in, in terms of let's say your your caloric intake. Yeah. A higher carbohydrate diet will work well with people who are generally vegans or vegetarians because they don't have they don't have that other macronutrient. They they consume less carbohydrate sorry, less proteins yep. than and somebody else. So, generally, I would say that that works well for vegans and vegans and and uh, plant based plant based diets. People who follow those, mm-hmm. but people who consume, you know, let's say a regular portion of of, of protein, meats and fish and dairy, um, and people who consume carbohydrates and people who consume fats, they they generally on that if we if I like to look at that as like a pie. They generally don't have uh, a good grasp of it. Their 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 number of their sorry the spectrum of them having low low amounts of calories and high amounts of calories is is way is way bigger. And that's when you'll notice the spikes in energy levels, right? Yep. So what I what I what I do when I when I start with when when giving nutritional guidelines for people or best practices is one track your calories. Right, and I know that sounds like a super tedious task, but whether you write it down on a piece of paper, or whether you do it on some sort of app, knowing you, because people think that they know what they're eating, but I've been doing this long enough to know mm-hmm. that people don't know what they're eating, including myself. Sometimes I think I know what I'm eating, and then I'm like, all right, I'm gonna jot down some things, and I'm like, oh, I eat, I eat way more, you know, I drink way more beer than I thought I was, I thought I was yep. doing, you know, it's it's 
and we, we, we tell ourselves these little things to, to help, uh, to give us these little excuses to, to go one way. Right. Yeah. So one, tracking your calories some way, somehow knowing what kinds of foods you eat. And then two, identifying what, what piece of the pie, what piece of those macros you're consuming a little bit more. And then three, asking yourself, do I want to change? Am I happy with the way I'm eating? Am I happy with my general energy level? Am I happy with my current weight? Uh, you know, those things will then determine what steps to take next at that point. Yeah. No, it's, so when I, yeah. when I, one more thing on calorie yeah. tracking, when I do the calorie tracking, um, I only actually do four days. Okay. So I'll do Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And I'll just do those four days. I won't go past those four days. And I like those four days because those are the four days that people tend to go off, mm-hmm. off stray. Right. And start doing their own thing. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, they're, they're usually on point with like, okay, you know what? I'm going to start mm-hmm. of the week. I'm going to be good. So just take those measurements of those four days and see what's happening those days. See how much you're consuming. See what you're consuming. And then give yourself an honest assessment of, am I happy with, am I happy with my energy? Am I happy with my weight? Um, can I make any improvements anywhere? Yeah, that's great, uh, great advice for sure. And that's stuff that uh, the apps. I'll I'll leave uh, some links, at least a link to the app that I've been using or I used on our deal. And yeah, so Jimmy, we're getting uh, pretty close here. I was hoping maybe we can do a little bit of a rapid fire to wrap this thing up. Let's go. All right. Um, so uh, what is your greatest fear? My greatest fear? It is. It, I, I can't remember if I, uh, I was kind of uh, taking your advice and looking back through some of your Twitter comments. I think I passed a, I don't know if it was it a shark. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> funny enough, my, one of my greatest fears is I have two, which is the complete opposite, which is one, the water. Um, I don't know, just as a, oh, as yeah. a kid, even, even swimming in a pool for some odd reason, I always think like piranhas are going to get me or like the sharks are going to get me. Yeah. Um, but I've, I've, I want, I want to say I've, I've conquered those, but I, 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 I haven't, I've, I've almost, uh, drowned in the Pacific a couple of years ago. Oh, wow. Um, Huh. And then just, I mean, the, the next day I ended up swimming in, in the ocean with, uh, with whale sharks in the wild and things like that. Damn. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I still, I still like, I, it goes, my heart just goes through my throat. Um, and then also the heights, the heights, uh, oh, even yeah. if I drive up like this ginormous hill and I can oversee, oversee the bottom, I, I almost have this like panic attack. Huh. So those, right. those are the two. All two. right. And what's your... <laughs> What's your best piece of um, like gear that you use that you just can't live without? Best piece of gear, um, just t-shirts and shorts. That's yeah, that's all I need really. Just something to go out in public with. Totally. So you so you don't have a special uh, workout um, tool or device you, you love using? No, I'm I'm very um, I'm a very like no nonsense kind of kind of guy when it comes to my my training. I I don't actually don't even listen to music when I when I train. Mm-hmm. So, um, I just kind of be in tune with myself. Um, if I'm in a gym and I'm allowed, I'll, I'll prefer to be like a barefoot walking around barefoot. Um, if I'm in a field and I'm, I'm doing some, doing some stretches, I'm usually barefoot. So, okay. um, yes, yeah, my shorts, my t-shirt. And I guess, uh, one other thing would be like my gi, my gi, which is the, gi? the uniform that I want to do. Oh, yeah. to do, yeah, the gi, right. So other than those, those things, um, yeah. um, th- that's all I need. Totally. Okay, cool. What's your best um, online resource you would recommend that's not, uh, you know, your own stuff? My own stuff? 
Um, I think the best resource for for anybody that that I always go to is uh, bodybuilding.com. Okay. I know bodybuilding.com sounds very aggressive, but they have actually been around since since probably the beginning, one of the first websites on working out. Hmm. And they have, of course, they started with bodybuilding, but the resources that they have is just, it goes all the way from bodybuilding, calisthenics training, sports-specific training, and they have so much free content on there that you no excuses to not have uh, to not be able to say, oh, I don't have a workout, I don't have a workout program, or I don't know who to follow, or things like that. They have everything from nutrition to workouts to lifestyle to meditation, <laughs> free. Cool. Free. That, that being said, you know they got a lot. They push a lot of supplements on on, oh, yeah. on that site as well. So just you know, a buyer beware. Okay. And uh, thinking back and and uh, be honest on this one, our coaching session. What is what has been the uh, most challenging thing about coaching me is, since we've been doing this for I think six weeks or so. Uh, the most challenging thing. I don't know, Dave. Like uh, you, I mean, this is going to air probably after after yeah, our podcast. It will. It after will. Podcast, but uh, you know, when you download today's podcast, you'll. I actually give you a lot of credit, a lot of credit in today's show oh, really? that uh, I'm really proud of all the work that you did. Um, you've, it's, it's actually just been a pleasure working with you, actually. So cool. I can't say really that much. Um, I've learned a lot from you and I've learned a lot about myself training together. Um, yeah. I, you know, is it, uh, is it challenging? Yes, challenging for me because I'm, I'm trying to custom program this for you and, yeah. um, I'm not, uh, how do you say it? Like, I'm not, I'm not, uh, like familiar with the lifestyle of, 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 uh, uh, of someone of yourself, right? You're, you're much more outdoorsman. You're, mm-hmm. you like to fly fish. So challenging the sense that it took me a lot of time to figure out, uh, you know, what are the things that you're doing? What would, what is your, what is your lifestyle and how can we fit that in there? And you'll notice week to week things change. Like oh, yeah. the first week, you know, the first couple of weeks we had you running and then we had oh, yeah. you doing body weight exercise. Then the workouts became shorter and then we had other challenges, right? That's, I know that sounds like a lot to, to people, but yep. that is the normal, that is the normal cycle of, of anybody who's starting any kind of training program. Like it's, it's never going to be, it's never going to be this like, yes, I'm going to run this marathon. And in six weeks you go and we run that marathon. You're like, yes, that was amazing. It yeah. generally doesn't end up being that way. Something happens life happens exactly you have to be willing to change change with it as as it goes along and i think that's something that we're doing and that i would say that part is challenging but not in the sense that like oh you know i you know i i hate training with dave right it's it's it's, it's to me it's been it's been all fun yeah no this is all it's it's yeah it's been good for me i've definitely learned a lot about the yeah you know, i think the biggest thing is that just the re, you know your whole thing your remixing thing and i think some weeks i'm you know, I do it at the end. I'm like, oh man, this is great. You know, and then the next week we, we change it up and I'm like, well, God, I almost wish I had another week or two to keep going, but I, <laughs> I understand what it's about. You know, that's why, you know, the, the Schwarzenegger shock on your muscles. And, and so I'm beginning to get in a point where I'm loving kind of the remix because, you know, like you said, it's always something new. I'm always do, you know, kind of, so I, I see why people, you know, your clients love working with you because that, that's, what's fun about it. I appreciate it. You know, and even though we're doing different things throughout the week, we we still have a goal, right? We still have goals in this case. We have multiple goals with us. We have the we have the time-based challenge that we have together. And then we have this little fun fun little handstand challenge together. And and 
my hopes are not that you're going to go and you're going to be able to do a full handstand in the full, in the next you know couple of weeks that we have left together in this in this specific program. Um, but my goal is that you feel comfortable enough to say, you know what, I can try this. Like my 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 biggest reward is is my my clients will send me pictures of themselves doing stuff around the world, and they'll they'll send me and they'll like, Jimmy, I did a backflip in Brazil. Or I climbed my, uh, Mount uh, Kilimanjaro, hmm. or they'll do a yoga pose out in um, I forgot where somewhere in Africa, and they'll just send me these pictures at that time, and they'll say thank you. I wouldn't have had the confidence to go out and do this, and I wouldn't say those things. We never really trained for those things, right? Yeah. Um, they we we trained for other things, but that gave them the confidence to do it. Actually, when somebody recently, um, you know, in our in our Facebook community group, she went on, she did, um, she jumped out of a plane. Uh, with a parachute on, of course. Cool. And she would never have done that. No. Uh, she told me she never would have done that until prior to prior to coaching with me. She was too awesome. shy, uncomfortable with herself. And yep. by just trying different things, trying different workouts, me being there to help her, you know, be part of that journey. You know, for me is I'm 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 very thankful for totally. and being part of your journey. I'm I'm appreciative for as well. Cool. Cool. All right. Well, we'll. Uh let you get out of here in a sec. I just want to check with you in the next uh, six months or so. You know, what what can we look for you to anything new coming up or something we can expect from you? Uh, well, I have uh, I have the remixmyfitness.com uh, site uh, where I'll be posting challenges. Um, in I guess when this comes out, may, maybe I'll have a second challenge that comes out. But I have, uh, I have a little, little group challenge that we're working on. And, of course, I have the Remix My Fitness podcast where, uh, you know, I interview – you know, I have two shows where I interview people who I think are doing fitness the right way, um, which it can be from parents to teachers to um, to students and how they fitness how they fit fitness into their lives. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, I have the show with you every week where we kind of follow along your journey. So, those are the two things that I have coming up. If they if they want to get in touch with me, the easiest way would be to join our Facebook uh, community group, which is uh, at bit.ly slash remixmyfitness, and they'll take you mm-hmm. directly there. I'm there. You're there. Yep. Um, and we have a good time. I think we have a good group of people on the show that, uh, you know, that, that they're there to motivate each other and uh, kind of give tips and ideas and um Know, things like that totally yeah if somebody wants to get a good laugh they can <laughs> take a look at some of the some of the videos i posted on there no you know you you're the most <laughs> i keep telling you you're the most popular one in the group you know and um i i get comments about i get comments positive comments about you and like, i love how dave posts videos and i love how uh he puts it out there i mean it gives me a chance to go out there and then you know i've done a video for you when you've you asked me something and then i'll go and do a live yeah. video for people right you know I, I provide that kind of content and uh you know i get emails about your uh your show and how you know it gets them motivated to not just work out and be physically active but also to actually go out and fish as well so yeah um you know you're you're influencing people that that uh that you don't even know that's so cool. isn't cool. that the cool thing about the internet right that is man that's what it's all about i guess yeah the the final question i have for you is uh when are we gonna go fishing <laughs> Why are we gonna go fishing? We've well, been we've been doing this. Uh, we've known each other. Gosh, I don't know. It's been a few years since we've been kind of just with our, our mastermind group and and all that stuff. It's been amazing. I mean, you you are the person I've known the longest in this this online space, and mm-hmm. uh, and we still haven't met in person yet. Which is is that crazy or what? 
That is pretty crazy. That's uh, crazy and probably weird to a lot of people, you know, including yeah. my family members who just like, is that Dave, Dave, the internet guy? I'm yeah. like, yeah, Dave, the internet guy. That's all. You know, so, it is funny. man, I, I, I would love it, man. If, uh, if I can come down to Portland or you come down to Toronto, yeah. um, you know, the goal is for me to be able to, to coach and do this from, from anywhere and everywhere yeah. around the world. So, um, you know, I'm I'm looking to I'm looking to travel. I've been doing um, a lot more public uh, public uh, seminars uh-huh. and public. T- so, hopefully, some somewhere sometime soon, I'll I'll start to head inch my way inch my way towards that. Maybe maybe I'll make that my goal. Yeah, good good deal. Well, and I'll keep it on on top too to kind of find a way to make it out there as well. But uh, all right, Jimmy, well, I'll let you get back to it. Just wanted to want to say thanks for you know obviously the coaching thing. I know it's a, a ton of work and you've got a, a ton of stuff going on. So I appreciate you you know helping me out here. And uh, you know I think for everybody listening here that I think you shared a bunch of great tips. And I know if they have questions, they can connect with you. And and I hope that some people are going to, you know, get more fly fishing in and, and live longer. That's that's kind of, I think that's my goal and I think probably everybody's goal that's that, that's listening here. So, yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate it, Dave. And look, if your listeners reach out to you and they have a question, um, you know, let me know. I'm more than, more than happy to help out. Okay. Sounds good. We'll uh, talk to you soon and see you over on your podcast. Okay. Thanks, Dave. All right. See ya. Bye. So there you go. If you want to find all the show notes with all the links we covered, just go to wetflyswing.com slash 41 and head over to the link at that URL and leave a short comment on the blog post at the bottom. Let me know what you thought about the show today. Thanks again for stopping by to check out today's episode. I'm looking forward to catching up with you soon and hope to connect with you online or on the river. Thanks for listening to the Wet Fly Swing Fly Fishing Show. For notes and links from this episode, visit wetflyswing.com. And if you found this episode helpful, please subscribe and leave a review on iTunes.